0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash loss.
1: Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte, and you're with Stan, Roe, and Raph on the SGP Podcast. Woo! Are you ready? Marks and Smarks. This is the
2: Smarky Las Filipinas Podcast.
0: You're listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the SGP Podcast. It's just me and uh, Kamas over here taking care of uh, your wrestling podcast needs for the week because Ro is stuck adulting and taking care of his day job, making sure that he has enough money for a hypothetical Christmas gift which he hypothetically will not even buy. For,
1: for either for of us. us. Yeah, for either of us. Either of us yeah. because, you know, we got, we
0: got other things to take care of. Well, no, not really. He just isn't a gift kind of person anymore uh he was though like the the very first year we did the podcast like in, he still uh,
1: had christmas spirit in him i know right
0: like he was it after, hadn't been squashed out he was out of capable him. of being jolly but, you that's know, that's
1: what corporate life does to you after these years man i don't know prob- we're getting
0: old I, no uh, speak for yourself man i feel the christmas spirit this year i don't <laughs> again speak for yourself like I yeah. am, <laughs> I'm actually having a lot of fun this December because like I, I got to catch the Last Jedi yesterday. Yep, yep,
1: I'm not spoiling
0: spoiler. anything. Spoiling, spoiler, uh, see see no people spoilers, people think that nah, the moment you say the Last Jedi, Mike Salmon at spoiler alert. And the the, the problem is uh, we've built that type of troll culture where oh I'm gonna fucking spoil you, Mike Madrigal. Yeah yeah, um, and, and not just that, but God you know, even those guys, even people on say on radio where it's so instant. A lot of assholes on radio earlier. Uh, gleefully Teased. tease people with spoilers and I'm like you don't need to fucking do that ano, porky, ka na, cool ka na. Talaga. and everyone on radio got to watch last night
1: essentially uh,
0: yes yeah, yeah, our
1: friends at uh, our friends at um, 99.5 sure, got sure. you, you know, got you, to see
0: it you got to do it for the grandma already enough right <laughs> don't fucking tease people with spoiler updates just because you've already seen it calm down Yeah, I, I, I just hate how you know um, this is how this is how certain people in my field uh, feel that they have the ascendancy they can throw their weight around uh, you know and, and tell people now oh I got to fucking watch Star Wars before all you other fuckers so I'm gonna well, tell anyway. you that I'm gonna tell you that okay. they remind people blah 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 so you know it's,
1: it's, okay, it's okay. fucking annoying okay. okay so now that that's out of my chest I'm gonna, I'm gonna move on I just have to ask one question about Star Wars how do you feel about the Borgs? Uh, they're annoying okay they're that's, cute and then, and then but that's they're it. also annoying that's it right? that's all I had to ask uh, I feel the same way about them or,
0: or I, I feel about them the same way I feel about little children they're cute <laughs> but they're annoying
1: oh
2: shit
1: oh man you're gonna be the best Tita ever I hate kids alright I hate little <laughs> kids fucking hate that wow like, okay, okay I mean okay cause we don't need to expand anymore we don't need to expand anymore on that there are good I mean, things that are happening in the world I'm
0: a big kid all on my own and you are a big kid all on your own I'm so a like, much bigger kid so like in, in this room there's enough kid already I don't need another kid telling me you need to go take a piss when I'm like in the middle of watching NXT right so all right, all right. please keep your Fair. kids keep your kids away from me I'm glad to not be a Nino alright uh, do you want to be the Nino no, like, of no, my no. children in the, no. the future no Ever? Do you know why? Why? I don't want to fucking spend for Christmas gifts every year until they get married. I'm not gonna. Ask that's for how that. it is in Chinese culture. In uh, the, the Chinoy culture, that's true. You stop getting your gifts when you get married, and that's why I'm unmarried at uh, uh, 27, and that's why I refuse to be anybody's shooting Today,
1: there's a lot of shooting today. A few things, right? right? I just asked about Star Wars.
0: <laughs> All right. Any, anyway, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, so this past weekend. We actually had two former WWE superstars in the country. Yes. So we had Emma in the country. She went to Boracay at possibly
1: no, the She was, in, she the was worst in Manila. Time. She was in Manila for a while by yeah, the way. Like for a couple of days. Yeah. For a couple yeah. of days, and then she flew out to Boracay, and it looks like she was here for a wedding. By the looks of it, I, like her I, I don't one know. of her. Sorry, I'm following her on Instagram because you know. Emma, wait. Can Tenille we talk about
0: can, can we talk about the email that you got from her
1: account? Oh, fine, fine. I was just I was trying to dodge that, but okay. So, I have a Emma story, and this is why I'm intrigued by it because Danielle um, Dashwood is, as she is freelancing as now, had was sort of fishing around for free hotel nights during her stay. I work in a hotel in Makati, a nice hotel in Makati. That doesn't necessarily fit her profile, but could have used the numbers, made the pitch, and they're like, eh, bakakinde. Wait, so, so who kiboshed it? Was it her camp or your camp? My camp. So, my camp, but it it just employers who palet pataluy. Eh, eh walad na ako magawa because when they see her gram, hindi yan katulad ng gram namin or yung makino kwa namin na pang grammers. Well, what what makes her different from like? Uh, Ray Allen. Ray Allen was hosted through familial ties. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. No, I don't get it. You know where I work. Right. You know who owns the place where I work. Uh, no, not really. Okay, I'll talk to you about it off-air, but there is basketball ties in the Chinese community from my alma mater, Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, I don't care about your alma mater. No, no, no. You know, you know the one, the one Xavierian before Isaac Go, who came from... Who ended up on the Ateneo Right, right, right. There. Ah okay. ah, okay. They asked for that. Si Kagawad pala. Si Kagawad. Right. Tsaka si Kapatid. Okay. They asked for that favor for Mr. Allen. And although you got the jersey signed. Yeah. You know, I didn't get to meet Emma.
0: Right, right. So that's
1: them's the breaks. No, them's but see, breaks. see, we were
0: actually trying to make it like a package deal. Like, if yeah. you could meet Emma, if you could have Emma stay at your hotel,
1: then we could have had a podcast interview. Or uh, well, straight, right? hopefully, and that that one that goes out the window when you can't give the hosted stay. You know what? I actually tried to reach out. I
0: sent her an email. I tweeted her as well, and you know, the, the tweet got a bit of traction, but uh, it's it still didn't uh, result in anything from Emma's camp. So whatever. So it's okay. I mean.
1: Tenille Dashwood, best of luck with your future endeavors. No, 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 with your current endeavors as a blogger. I I, I'll give her at least that. I'll give her at least that. Sure. So
0: aside from Emma, you also had Ho Ho Lun, who you may have seen on the very first episode of 205, 205 Live. He was also in the Cruiserweight Classic. And he was on NXT. And he was here this past weekend as part of MWF Nochebuena. Yep. Speaking of which, we are going to be reviewing that show in full. We got Kel Fabi who's been review, uh, reviewing the last three MWF shows on the podcast. He's here in person this week, and he'll be telling us all about his thoughts. Camus uh, and I, we try to grease the wheels a bit, right? So, um, you know, we, we do try to keep the podcast as as insightful as possible. At the same time, we do acknowledge our biases. Like we know yeah. that Camus, Rowe, and myself are all affiliated with PWR to varying degrees, so you can't exactly say that the three of us are unbiased.
1: And, right? and and I particularly will say this outright. I had strong feelings about this show and they are connected to, well, The I saw, we, we, both, we both saw the show. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I feel very strongly about some of the things that go down and I just need to put it out there that I might not have as much journalistic integrity as everyone else in this room. All right, just thanks. needs to be said. Okay, just thanks. needs to be said.
0: Thanks for the disclaimer, Kamus. Uh, ang saka lang is uh, th- this disclaimer is really just to set the table. Na you know, Kel is uh, the the one who's impartial. He's the one who's not affiliated. He he'll try his best to sort everything out and unpack everything that we saw in the show. And Kamus uh, and I, we fulfill our roles as the facilitators. Like we'll we'll try to bring in some insights as well. Because as uh, we also came in. Uh, watching things And had our own observations Our own questions Our own thoughts So we try to uh, You know Spark a conversation With these insights That we came up with From uh, our time Watching Nochebuena. Yep. Now, Now um, Before we get to that uh, We have to talk about This week in wrestling though Ooh. And when I say This week in wrestling We gotta talk about Raw and Smackdown And 205 Live Which I got Catch before coming here yeah. So Since 205 is a bit fresh I want to start with this
1: Drew Gulak
0: Yeah, Drew Gulak um, They're they're teasing a face turn here Obviously And I love I I love how they're developing This story on 205 Live So And a uh, bit on Raw
1: And a bit on Raw
0: Yeah, and and on Raw Thank you Uh, So Tony Nese has Effectively been kicked out Of the train, And they they beat him up And uh, Drew Gulak is He he's the guy who is in the best position to be the number one contender because I don't think Cedric Alexander is going to win. Not
1: not now. On now. Right right
0: now. And of course, this is a result of Rich Swan getting arrested.
1: (sighs) Oh shit! Do we want to talk about that? Yeah. No no no. Okay, let's go with that. Let's go with that.
0: Okay. So before that though, you might have noticed we didn't release an episode last week, and that was because I was sick, and we were all really really busy. So it was just a perfect storm of things, and that and last week that we could have talked about, like the Rich Swan thing. So we might as well talk about that now. Rich so, Swan. So arrested. Rich Swan got arrested. Uh, he's already been released on bail. So long story short, it was it was a domestic dispute with his wife, Su Young, who's an independent wrestler. In a car. In a car, right after an independent show, and as a result of that, uh, Rich Swan is now suspended from WWE indefinitely. And if he were to get convicted, then it, re- it will result in immediate termination. Right, so that's the issue right now.
1: <sighs> Why did that have to happen to him, man? I don't know. Like Why I would have him? Thought I, that, I, I knew he had a temper. I knew he had a temper. I'm close, kayo. Hindi. Nagbab, nag, nagbabasa ako ng dirt sheets, no od ng ano ng independent wrestling career. Really? So they actually he's, say that he's notorious na, for having a temper. He's had no. He's had issues before post match, backstage. It's happened, but it's not. To the point that he's notorious
0: for it. Oh, next thing you know, you'll tell me that he's not pro net neutrality. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so so so, so ri- okay. Rich uh, Swan is, okay. is one of those people I didn't expect to, to you know uh, be like this. So it comes at one of the worst possible times because hey, he was I. I'm he guessing
1: was primed for he's it He was
0: primed for some sort of you push You saw it, man It was there But as with anything in wrestling One man's loss is another man's gain mm-hmm. And this is where Drew Gulak comes in Because hey, Drew Gulak, uh, for all intents and purposes Has the most over gimmick in 205 Live right now With a PowerPoint presentation he, at that He got a PowerPoint presentation over Conservative Senator Dweeb Gulak Is one of my favorite characters on the, in WWE Full stop so I in twenty seventeen, uh, right now. Yeah. So I love the fact that this is going to be. It, it, it might very well mean a face turn for him because he's getting over. Yeah. So I I love where this is going that they're making him question his loyalty to Enzo Amore and, and the Zoltrain, train, right? And the, their forces are going to dwindle down because if Drew turns, it's just going to be Enzo and Arya Davari, which is how oh, it all it began just, in the yeah. first place, right? And maybe Noam Dar if he would come back from injury. Yeah. So I, I love how this is all turning out and I, I uh, it's, it's given compelling. me a reason It's
1: compelling again.
0: And it's a, it's a story that arches through the entire show.
1: Mm-mm.
0: So it's given me a and reason girl. to tune in to 205 Live again. Uh-uh. right? Because I, I tuned out for a while. Again. Yeah. Uh, I just and, wish TJ was involved
1: somehow. I mean, down the line maybe, but that's the only caveat I have.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I miss TJP on my screens as well and I, I still don't know why. We still don't know why. And until he returns to our screens, then uh, we are going to continue to have 205 Live with no TJP. So, okay, we'll talk about SmackDown when we break down Clash of Champions. But yep. on Raw this week,
1: I'm I'm just sick and tired of all of these rematches, man. It's it's happening too often. And then the stake... There are no added stakes. There are no... There's not much... It's like they're running in place until the year ends, deba. Right? Yeah. Because uh, we're at that we're at that point of the year where you can't really introduce something mind blowing.
0: Well, they tried when Absolution came into the picture. Uh, the problem with Raw right now is that they are trying to get by without a pay per view to latch onto. Yeah. Like the reason it's why SmackDown's storytelling time. is more solid is because they have a uh, they have a pay per view to which they're tethered, which mm-hmm. is Clash of Champions about So they're they're building their stories up towards that. But in in the case of Raw, they have nothing, Mm-mm. and. It's not like a wrestling show can't survive without a pay per view to build towards. Yeah. Because you see, you saw NXT do that very well prior to the Takeover era. Yeah. Lucha Underground does that very well. So why can't Raw, which has three hours of
1: programming every single week, and they still don't get it right? I mean, okay, Braun versus Kane for <laughs> obviously we knew where that was going. But Braun versus Kane, how many times have we seen this in the past month, ba? And
0: then there's pa conclusive finish. Ah, that means ulit cha, ah, and the ah. worst case scenario is we get Braun Brock Kane for the Universal Championship at the Royal Rumble, which is something I'm not entirely I'm not comfortable excited with. about.
1: I know, I'm I could be excited, but Kane in a main event against Brock at this point? For why?
0: See, uh, Kane is a legend, right? Like, If this the were event. The Undertaker, if this were The Undertaker, okay. people would uh, call you an asshole and an idiot for even saying that The Undertaker in the main event, right? Because of how no, but, they've protected his character. But but with Kane, with all of the turns over the
1: years and how they've uh, written it, him... And how, how many times they've evolved his character at that also.
0: Or devolved, for well, that matter. Evolved
1: and devolved, yes. Both ways.
0: It, it's really taken away from a lot of the credibility that would have really made a match between Braun and Kane matter but at this point it's just a formality na lang to have Braun and Kane stand face to face because you know that Kane is gonna put Braun over
1: eventually yep So and and, it, 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 and that's the only logical way this goes unless they're gonna give Kane like one last run no, I don't which think they they're are. not I,
0: I, I think it's very unlikely given his political aspirations so uh, this is what makes it very silly to me so another thing that's uh, pretty interesting to me on Raw is Jung, the, the situation between Absolution and the women's division.
1: Yeah, and the rest of the women's division, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's basically what I said. Yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty happy that they banded everyone together regardless of alignment true. to take on Absolution. So at least now there's strength in numbers. Mm-mm. My problem is love how that, we saw the exact thing. same thing the very next night on SmackDown.
1: In almost the exact same way.
0: So, you have that situation going on, and I don't understand who approves something like that. now. Sec- uh, it's a it, parallel. It, it's bad enough that Absolution and the Riot Squad are mirror images of one another, but for the story to be mirror images
1: of one another as well, what the I fuck? It's, if, if this doesn't end with them, you know, worlds colliding in a co branded show in some form, it feels so forced. To the point that I don't want to see it anymore.
0: No, not just force, it feels very lazy.
1: Yeah.
0: It just reeks of lazy yep. booking. Yep.
1: Right? And we've said it we've said it before, this is lazy booking. This this setup alone is lazy booking.
0: Yeah. Diba? Uh so 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 you have that. What I do like though from Raw is the Samoa Joe situation where he's allowed to be feuding with different characters at the same time. Yeah. So he's going up against Jason Jordan, but he's also going up against Roman reigns Rines. and shield so that's that's pretty good and then you have Jason Jordan who has his issues with Samoa Joe and issues with Kurt
1: Angle yep so it's, it there's a lot of it's dynamic It's dynamic it's dynamic and then yeah it's it's fun it's fun to see like, we've never seen how I forget the term it's like people are intersecting at different points Oh... Are intersecting with other people at different points but never crossing over into each other so that it has to become a triple threat type situation, diba?
0: Actually, it's very much like real life. Mm. I mean, this is as okay. close to real life as, as you're gonna get because, like, I'm sure na you've had your difficult issues with people. Yes. But it's not like, you, yung, yung kaaway mo si Pedro lang, diba na kaaway mo ni si Juan. It's not possible that you can't get away for like Forever. one month. You si can only oh. get away from Juan, right? If you're good with Pedro, you're not good with
1: Pedro. Right? You're good.
0: That's real life, <laughs> right? You can be angry at multiple people at the same time. So why can't that happen in wrestling when, ideally, wrestling is supposed to be a reflection of real life. So, you know... Very, very insightful of you, sir. No, so, I, I mean, it, it, it's just natural. It's there. It's natural. there. It's it's natural, there. right? So, so that's that's something that I am enjoying from Raw right now, at least that little bit. Mm-hmm. I also love how Jason Jordan is realizing his Austin Rivers potential, which basically okay, yeah yeah, yeah. The the, for, whiny, for those of you
1: who don't get the re-
0: reference, whiny entitled anak boss who is not as good as he thinks he is,
1: but has some promise.
0: <laughs> sure, yeah, you know Austin Rivers was was good in college. He played well in the Duke system. He didn't your... translate well in the NBA. He comes and goes. You can say the same thing about Jason Jordan. Yeah, on on Monday Night Monday Raw, night, last
1: he's he's not doing enough just yet. But you know, I can I can I can let it slide for a bit longer. I can get behind uh, the the whole act. I love I love the Jason Jordan story
0: right now. I want to see him and Kurt Angle eventually come to blows, and see that relationship between father and son deteriorate. It's pretty fun. Mm. I'm also low key evil tonight. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, any other things from this week's uh, Raw that you want to touch on before we go to Clash of Champions? No, not too much. Alright. So yeah, I let's... breeze
1: through Raw this week. Uh,
0: you know what? I can't blame you because uh, there are some bits that you know just uh, worth breezing, breezing past so whatever. Alright, let's talk about SmackDown now because uh, we are approaching Clash, Clash of, of Champions, Champions which is going to be on Monday, Manila time. All right. First off, you've got kickoff show between Zack Ryder and Mojo Rawley. I'm sure this won't Last like 25-30 minutes. No, yeah, no. By, I, I, by, by no means.
1: I, I'd i rather see this go, I'd say good 15. Because SmackDown pre-show matches are not terrible and they tell a story most of the time.
0: So it's. Uh, I think we can both agree that Mojo's winning this.
1: Mojo's winning this because he needs it.
0: I just hate that there was no there was no story added at the Go Home show on There Smackdown. was
1: no escalation, deba. Right? And they're co- it could have used it. It could have used it just a little bit.
0: See, Mojo was able to cut a promo two weeks ago on SmackDown. Which
1: is so long ago.
0: Why couldn't they have had Zack Ryder come out
1: and get his licks in verbally? Oh, no. Might have been cut segments. No, it, it,
0: it's a live show. It's yeah. not No, it's in the back.
1: You and could, they had so
0: yeah. much time to recap shit that they couldn't squeeze in a five minute promo for Zack Ryder where he gets jumped by Mojo Rawley mm-hmm. and where he turns. Uh, turns the situation around and gets the upper hand so that Mojo eventually wins at Clash.
1: Okay, I could see that. I could see that. Was it, was it
0: really too much to ask WWE? Really? All okay. right. Next, Next match. Uh, Brizango versus the Bludgeon Brothers. So, okay. I'm it, not sure what <laughs> to feel about the fashion files now just being web-exclusive. I feel like sobrantalos in a bad done.
1: Yeah, because it worked so well in the context of the show. And... That's and where I looked forward to it. And I looked forward to their segments. Yeah. And like, now I have to go on YouTube.
0: on YouTube just to catch the four or five minute segment that could have been on SmackDown. And the ironic thing is if you know the story of Brizango and the Fashion Files, it started as a WWE.com exclusive which eventually caught became... on and made its way to TV. And then
1: got reverted to YouTube.
0: Yeah. And then now they're gonna get fed to the Bludgeon Brothers which... We, I, I, I don't need to see them keep squashing people because I know who they are
1: already. Yeah. But how I know more, what they're and, capable of. And how many more tag teams do they need to destroy? Yeah. I mean, it's fun. It, okay, the moves are cool and all. They're still cool now because some of it is outside of their original move set. But, yeah, how many more tag teams do we have for them to squash? Uh, well,
0: you have the four ones in the Fatal 4-Way and then you have the Ascension. <laughs> so that's five. Okay. So you broke up, I don't know, you broke up uh, Mojo and Zach. Hype, bros. Rest yeah. in peace. So uh, the Bludgeon Brothers are taking that one. Yep. All right, next, uh, the Fatal Four Way for the WWE Tag Team Championship, uh, SmackDown Championship. Uh, Usos, uh, New Day, Rusev Day, and uh, American Alpha 2.0. I like the idea of Rusev Day winning, but I see a retention here. Feeling quite would be a nice way for Rusev Day to actually win.
1: Yeah, because uh, it's it's there and uh, you can you can see it. Eh? It's not too far out of left field to see them have the get, get the sneaky win.
0: Yeah, and, and, and uh, the Usos are pretty much baby faces now at this point. they're yeah. baby faces. They, they, oh, they're fight. going
1: back to shouting "us" and "o," and that's, that's as baby faces it gets.
0: Right. So I wouldn't mind seeing a nice edge. little feud between Rusev Day and the Usos. So that'd be fun. Yeah, I'll, I'll predict funny. Rusev and Aiden English to win. I got well, I'm taking Rusev No, I'm taking a Rusev
1: from the Usos. Gotcha. But you, I want to see Rusev Day win just because... Rusev if, Day is every day. Every man. day is Rusev Day and I want that shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah, actually that, do that, want that shirt for fun. our next order. Okay, next.
0: Uh, United States Championship Triple Threat Match between Baron Corbin, Bobby Roode, and Doug Ziggler. So you have two I'm straight going... weeks where there's a match between two guys and then the third guy's on mm-hmm. commentary drops the headset, gets into the ring, and then performs his finisher on the other two guys. Yep. Uh, In those two weeks, Baron Corbin never came out on
1: top. Yeah.
0: That tells me that Baron Corbin is retained.
1: But how I wish Dolph would win. I just want it. I want Dolph to have this. But what's your prediction? What do you think is going to happen? Logic says, logic says, it's a a Baron Corbin retained. Alright. That that's logic. That's logic. But, in my heart of hearts, no, no one off, cares so. about your heart hearts. I care about predictions, guys. It's a prediction space. Predictions, please. Only. Right
0: next, <laughs> lumberjack match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. It's Charlotte Flair versus Natalia. Naomi returns and is now a lumberjack. And then you have the Riot Squad, and you have everyone going up against the Riot uh, the Riot Squad. Again, hindi ko to gets kasi we saw the same thing on Raw,
1: and now it's like but but this has purpose slightly.
0: No, it's not like the Riot Squad is even as destructive as Absolution. Okay. Or the Shield. Okay. So I don't get what it was that galvanized the women's division. To against come them. Together against them. Yeah. I don't get it. Like, okay, so they punked you out. Oh, tapos. Oh, now you can beat them up. Because there's seven of you and there's three yeah. of them. End of story. <laughs> it's like, I'm I, I really don't get it. Yeah, I'm Uh yeah. That said... That said... I wouldn't be surprised to see Natalia win if the Riot Squad helped her out. So I
1: think Natalia wins. I say Charlotte retains. I say Charlotte retains because this is something that could be done a little longer or they get the keys of the hot potatoing again. Ba? Right? There's that.
0: There's that. Okay, next up. Um, I will purposefully put the WWE Championship first because I don't think this will be the main event. Okay. I don't think this is the biggest storyline either. Yep. So it's AJ versus Jinder for the WWE Championship. I think Jinder takes
1: the championship back. With the help of the Singh Brothers. With the help of the Singh Brothers. That has to be underscored. It's gonna be dirty. It's gonna be dirty.
0: No, but... Uh, I, I, I get the other prevailing fan theory that AJ wins here retains the championship and then Nakamura goes on to win the Rumble which sets up AJ Nakamura at Wrestlemania
1: which would be would uh, make AJ, all of our minds collectively explode but couldn't AJ get his rematch at the Rumble But that's yeah. the thing that's the thing the par- Indy Tour is over Indy Tour is over we knew we knew that well Jinder didn't go in with the championship belt he got Triple H though, and got respect. But what I see here, if Jinder wins, AJ has to win it back at the Rumble, which is fine.
0: The yeah, basketball. I don't mind. Yeah, make AJ a three-time champion, then eventually have him go up against uh, Shinsuke
1: at WrestleMania. Sure, that's that is a possibility that I like. Yeah, feeling co. Uh, because if it does, it does nothing. First, for first AJ off, th- yeah, you go. should have said
0: possibility because possibility, possibility, yeah, and that yeah, sentence sorry. would have been wrong.
1: It is wrong. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think AJ wins this. Uh, I I think Jinder wins this at at Clash of Champions.
1: Because it doesn't do anything for Jinder to lose. eh. Again, yeah, yeah. Right? To lose again unless the Singh brothers turn on him for realsies this time. But what for? But what for, So They're best in that role together with Jinder. You're stuck in the same boat for a while. Yeah. Jinder wins. I can buy it. I can buy it at this point because... They need to stretch this a bit more and then give AJ his triumphant his triumphant win at the Rumble. Three-time champion Nakamura at WrestleMania. That's fine.
0: Alright. Finally, my main event. Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Special guest referees are Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan. If Sami and Kevin lose, they are fired from WWE. First off, Sami and Kevin are winning for sure. Yes, that is... They're not getting fired.
1: That is not happening. But so how? the question is:
0: How one, how? two, who's turning heel? Three, who is aligning with whom by the end of the night?
1: Mm. So okay, let's break it down. Let's break one it down. has to come hand in hand. Oh with wait, 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 wait. Boss, boss first. Can we just acknowledge the fact that the Yep movement was actually kind of fun this week on SmackDown? Yeah, sure. I, I, mean, just, I just, I just have to say it. Like, they, they have, have a shirt
0: it. now. They have a shirt. Uh, you know, as uh, par for the course for <laughs> WWE, they're gonna uh, try to make money even more out of. Whatever thing goes viral. So yeah, it's also why I'm wearing my Daniel Bryan no no no, no shirt, so you know. Uh, okay, let's break it down. Okay. How are Sammy and Kevin winning? Who and, and who is turning?
1: People I people think are thinking it's Daniel Bryan who who turns. Daniel Bryan turns men of honor stand tall at the end of the show. So that's your prediction. That's me. Okay.
0: My prediction is different. My prediction is that they'll actually end up aligning with Shane. I think Shane turns because Shane is the bigger dick here. Or, or, or... How,
1: how, how, how? Uh,
0: Please. So there, there's a theory going around that okay. Shane will come to his senses and realize that he's no different than Sammy and Kevin. And he uh, ends up aligning with them or that it, it's been one long con pala to just fool Daniel Bryan and make him look stupid. So okay. it, 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 it's the same. But a more realistic scenario for me... Is that a double turn could very well take place. Shit. Where double turn? Sammy and Kevin win and you realize that they're the babyfaces because they're the oppressed. Yes. And Shane realizes his Vince McMahon upside as corrupt, power-tripping, authority Shit. figure. Shit.
1: That's, that's a little too good for even SmackDown. I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying that now. And if that's that happens, how Daniel
0: Bryan ends up aligning with, Shane, uh, with Sammy, with Sammy and, and, Kevin, and Kevin. Because he realizes that this is the exact same thing I fought against when i was an active wrestler and now that i am in some sort of power i can leverage it to help these guys out
1: that's my bold
0: prediction that's my
1: hot that's, take that, that, that's no, that that's that's a little bit more than bold prediction that's who boy if that happens i'm buying you a drink like yeah. shit yeah
0: no no you, you are getting me a
1: bottle of whiskey i will get great no, a no, no, no 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 not it. great a whiskey great like, well,
0: cuz the stuff that i'm bringing home is not great a yeah? oh, Well, you're going to have to uh, get me a great a bottle of whiskey all right so there, that, that's my hot take uh, Sammy and Kevin win But it's because Daniel Bryan helps them But then you realize That they're the good guys And Shane's the bad guy But Shane is the bad guy Yeah, because Shane is Being the dick He is the bad guy So there Those are our predictions For Clash of Champions Oh boy Feel free to let us know You know where to find us On Twitter It's at SGP Podcast For Camus It's at Camus. For Ro we can tell him To take a breather Once in a while When he's at work It's at Rosewater. For me, it's at underscore Stancy. Right? Uh, Are you good with predictions? I'm good with predictions, please. All right. Now, without further ado, it's time for our review of MWF Noche Buena, courtesy of our friend, Kel Fabi.
1: What's up, guys? This is uh, Mr. Athletic Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to the SGP Podcast.
0: It's been another busy week in wrestling, and that means that we have to just break it down here. So to help us... Sort our feelings and our, our reactions towards MWF Nochebuena. We've brought back our resident MWF reviewer The harbinger of journalistic integrity on the podcast He has integrity, sirs! Mr. Kel Fabi, welcome back, Kel
2: Hey, thank you for having me back
0: Alright, uh, it's always great to have you back uh, How how have you been since we last saw you on no
2: Saturday? Well, it was indeed a busy week So, you know, pretty fun um, It's Christmas um, after it's Christmas all Christmas season Um, birthday girlfriend's birthday coming up you know and of course uh my my brother's restaurant is closing down uh soon so that's like our last hurrah for the restaurant burger company
0: I'm glad that you were able to make time for us. You know, I I really appreciate that you were able to come over here and you know we shoot the breeze with us.
1: Are appreciative.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, huge, huge thanks because it does get difficult to find someone to review shows. Right? Uh, yeah,
2: that, I I I can understand. I can understand because um, this was one particular show where it felt like um, if I didn't have the videos from that particular show because I had to volunteer. I was asked to volunteer. You know. That's not really volunteering when you're being asked to volunteer. No, it's not. <laughs> no, no, no. It's you, <laughs> it you have like an, integrity, sir. <laughs> you <laughs> make you it sound like an oxymoron. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I did help out document that show. So all the matches, everything was on video with me. If I did not have that, I might not have such a good recollection of what went down. Mm.
0: Alright, I, I guess it's a good thing that uh, it's probably a blessing in disguise that you were... Uh, sort of working the show, but you know, just to be clear, you're still technically not involved with the promotion in an official capacity.
2: I'm officially have nothing to do with them. This was a favor to, you know, to uh, Mike Shannon, good friend of mine, Commissioner. Yeah, Commissioner Mike Shannon, and nothing more. No money, no. Not even merienda was exchanged hands. Nothing. So wow!
1: Yeah. At the Noche Buena show, no merienda.
2: No, because we specifically said we really wanted to. Ah, okay, do it, you okay. Know. It's okay. like yeah, you, know, you don't have to. No obligations. No obligations. So it's
1: a, it's, a, it's a friend doing a friend. Of
2: it's it. it's it's practically my Christmas gift to the guys. Okay.
0: You know. All right. I I just wanted to, to lay everything out clearly. Para, you know, uh, cards, on cards on the table. Uh, yeah, uh, we try to establish as much objectivity as possible in That's the review. True. So with that said, uh, I believe there were like five or six matches on the card? Five. Five matches. Five matches. Right, five five matches. matches. And several segments that oh. we have to get through. So let's start with the kickoff match, which was the four-way dance between Frankie 13, Morgan Vaughn, Aldrin Richards, and Hansel Silva.
1: How do you feel about this? It's the first time we're seeing a four-way dance. It's the first time we're seeing a four-way dance. And
2: I have to say, well, I think they did this because... Uh, they wanted to break the the so called MWF curse. You know what I'm yep, talking about, yep, right? Yep, that the yep. first match always starts out awkward and weird for some strange reason. It sort of did that, but not quite. Because there was like the first one minute was still awkward, but not the first five minutes at least oh. this time. So the 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 period of awkwardness was much shorter this time. Because I think they were trying to see: Are we going to do comedy here, or are we really going to take it seriously? When they did the test of strength. You weren't... I think they were still deciding if it was gonna... They were gonna take it seriously or they were gonna make a joke out of it. And then, I think halfway through, they decided, ah, you know, let's mm-hmm. just throw in some comedy here.
0: Alright, I actually uh, found myself getting confused through the match because hey, there, there was an alliance between Frankie 13 and Morgan Vaughn, but Frankie 13 supposedly a babyface and then there were these loose alliances and shit and I, I, I just got lost in in the story when I
2: wasn't being uh, absorbed by, say, the moves that they were doing. Yeah. Well, storyline-wise, let's just bring it back to, you know, how the storylines go.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, The only real alliance there is that you have Frankie Thirteen and Aldrin Richards.
1: Good buddies.
2: They're good buddies. They, you know, accompany each other during their matches. They support each other. Yeah. Um, Morgan Vaughn is clearly a heel the only heel in the match and Hansel of Shield is being treated like a red-headed stepchild by mostly the entire roster he's like the loner guy that nobody wants to hang out with at least character wise that's how yeah. it looks like so um, regardless of what happened during the match those are the battle lines where, mm-hmm. those are where, that, those, where
1: are, those are the just so players. it's
2: clear to our in our heads what's uh, what's going on alright so we got a match that was like 25 to 30 minutes long and
0: I've never really seen a kick-off show, or a pre-show for that matter, where the
2: pre-show match is almost half an hour long. I think they wanted to do this because they wanted to really, uh, you know, this was their kitchen sink show. Meaning, meaning that they wanted to put everything out there, for better or worse. And in a sense, it delivered because it was arguably the match of the night. But in another sense, that's not what you do with your opener. So okay, um, you know they only really had five matches on the card.
0: So yeah. I, I honestly don't understand why they had to have a pre-show. Why couldn't it just be
1: one main show? Or even why couldn't they? Ha- why did they have to put four guys in one match when they could have split them up? I, I mean, there were there there weren't really any. There wasn't much conflict between. Either of the four going into this, I mean, they that's had true. faced off against each other, but it's, it's up, not like there were stakes. Yeah,
0: I'm not asking you. Like, we're, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, not, just, we're, we're not, just laying we're it not, just we're out. We're just trying to figure it out. Figure
2: it out. I, I think that's like trying. I think they just wanted to, you know, because I remember playing Extreme Warfare Revenge and purpose of the match, <laughs> and then there's like <laughs> to put on a good match. So it's oh. like I guess that was the point, and
1: and it's still a point. It, it's still a valid point. It's a valid
2: point. It was a good match. Although I have to say it's not as good as Hanzaelo versus uh, Aldrin, Aldrin. Yep. on their own, so you know. But it was still a good match, and I guess they, it served its purpose. It's just that again, that's not what you expect for an opener. I mean, a good match, fine, but you want them hot and ready for more, not not satisfied. And <laughs> some of them are willing to go home because they just think they saw everything.
1: Yeah, for some people. And because spot fest, kung spot fest.
2: And we saw them
0: kick out of so many finishers from like. Oh uh, boy! I, I, ra- not, was that a rainmaker? Because I yep, get I'm not a, a Japanese fan. There was, fan, so there there was a rainmaker. The, there was a curb stomp. Right. There was a curb. stomp. Okay. There was a pedigree. Was a
1: ra- rainmaker curb stomp pedigree. The one wing angel was a, finish. was a finish. There was. What else? Uh, the, the bridging German suplex. Yup. There's a lot. There's. It was. It got spotty. And that's uh, the thing.
2: Yeah. Else. Um. I. I think. I overheard one of the harshest criticisms I've ever heard of any wrestling match uh, in the Philippines. I overheard it. So again, this is not me. I don't share this opinion. But the quote was, it's like watching people who love Japanese wrestling play wrestle.
0: You know what? To be fair, that's that's a comment that we've also heard at a PWR show. Yeah. Particularly during the MCS days. Yep. So we we've had uh we had talent and some of them are still on the roster now, you know when when they got together in the ring that's what we got we got guys who watched new japan and wanted to live out their new japan fantasies so that was a criticism that pwr also faced and i'm not sure if mwf is at that point where pwr was once before and mm-hmm. you know they're figuring that out kaya they're making these mistakes or i wouldn't even Go so far as to blatantly say that they're making these mistakes, but they're doing the same things that PWR used to do once upon a time.
2: I, I think that's the autopilot that gets to you. Like this is what I wanna, this is what I think the fans want to see, which is not necessarily really what the fans want to see. You
1: it's, know, it's what you want. It's to what put you out. think
2: they want to see because you. This is what you like as a wrestling fan. Because I'm pretty sure every single wrestler here, PWR, MWF, has to be a wrestling fan right very least so there's that thing that you know either i want these guys to see what i like or i think they're going to like what they're going to see
0: It's kind of like, I'm not sure if this is an apt comparison, but it's kind of like how when you're the odd tito at the family reunion, so always makes these jokes. Like, in your head, you think that these are the jokes that will really get over at the dinner table. So you make (laughs) them, and then you realize that they don't, or you don't even realize. You you just make those jokes, and then they fall flat. Or worse, they blow up right in your face.
2: Well, well, there you go. I guess guess that. But again, for me, this was a good match. And I'm sure we will clash here a lot, because like I said... I'm the easiest to please in
1: this room right now true I'm the easiest to please but but at the end of the day I did like personally I did appreciate the effort that the boys put out all four guys got their spots in all four of them established their characters a bit more here Mm -hmm. and it's nice to see it's nice to see this progression five shows in
0: Right. Any other thoughts on the kickoff show or the kickoff match before we get to the main
2: card? My just to just to you know set the set the perspective here. I was surrounded by those smarks we talked about the last time out, so mm. I kept hearing a lot of those side comments again. And on the other hand, my dad was watching this time, and my dad is a casual fan. He's as casual as they come. He has no idea who these wrestlers are going in. So um, I, I tend to ask him what his take is, so I have a fresh pair of eyes. You know, and for for him, he really loved this match. He loved this match because, um, you know, it was it was really action packed. It sports was, entertainment. Yeah, it was it was really really entertaining. For me, it was like, yeah, I'm glad I saw this match. Uh, I'm not, you know, it's not uh, for me. It's not something I'll say match of the year candidate or anything. But it's it was a fun match, and it's noteworthy. Yeah. noteworthy noteworthy in,
1: within the canon of MWF so far.
2: Especially since this is the first time I appreciated Frankie 13 in a match. I'm sorry. I'm being, hey, I, I may be hey. I, I, I might be dogging on Frankie 13 or something No, But, but,
1: but if you if the appreciation comes naturally, by all yeah, means... Yeah, this is the
2: first time I, li- I really like this work. Because prior to this, you know, the the previous show, I, I really did not like what happened in that match.
1: Okay. For you, who stood out the most? Who is the hottest coming out of this match? It's, of the four?
2: It's... Actually, right now I would have said Aldrin, but the fact that Morgan Vaughn got the win Mm -mm. tells me that they have plans for Morgan Vaughn coming into the next year, which is good because he's a he's a heel who has not yet aligned with Coach Gus. And I'm (laughs) hoping that stays that way. Because the last thing we want, the last thing we want is like there there were like twelve people in the roster, six of them are with. (laughs) NWO style lang eh. Diba? We don't need that. I'm glad that this is a heel who stands on his own, this grating mannerist says, you wanna see something and cool. cool. And he yeah. stuck to it. This hey. guy stuck to it.
0: Hey, I would argue that Mr. Lucha is a heel who is not aligned with Coach Gus.
2: <laughs> but, oh,
1: but we, we have go we'll, we'll, we'll we'll discuss that yeah, we'll, we'll talk we'll discuss about discuss it later. later. <laughs>
0: right, so okay. So the next match, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is Brother Jomar. Yes. Right? So he came out, cut a promo kept saying Lord and Savior, Lord and Savior. And I really didn't know that our wrestling Lord and Savior, John Sebastian, was going to be part of the show until he said Lord and Savior the third time. And I was like, why is he saying Lord and Savior again? I mean, I know that there's a technical difficulty. And I was like,
1: oh, oh fuck. fuck. <laughs> same reaction. Same reaction. But at the same time, to quote Kuya Jomar. Brother Jomar? Brother Jomar. Brother "Sumalangit na po huh? si Moises! Liwanag
2: Hashtag bakit yung pinatay si Moises
1: So um, at this point At this point in storyline We are to assume That Moises Liwanag Has been murdered it's
0: <laughs> stop being oi If Jesus can come back for the, from the dead I'm sure they he could do take the same shows. for Moises Three shows, three yeah, shows for Moises, Moises Liwanag To resurrect On the third show he will rise again So you just you wait, calm your tatas so, Brother Dromar comes oh. out and gives us the bad news. Now, Moises Liwanag isn't there, he's indisposed, all that. So John Sebastian comes out.
2: But, but here's the thing I think they've dropped all pretense that the Liwanag faction is heal. <coughs> <laughs> it's like, it stopped being heal, it, it's comical. It's just it's, it, it's it's like it's like dating Dawn featuring Brad Pitt. <laughs> see, like, I wouldn't
0: know. I mean like I I guess I have it's, it's the, a, the last show as a basis but I didn't see the third and fourth show. No because so.
2: remember the first show clearly they were heels.
0: Yeah, so uh, second show good and then.
2: Yeah. Um even By the, the time, fourth show he was still a heel because he was fighting Frankie 13. Yeah. And you know there I was know. a lot of interference because he has brother Jomar, Jomar and it's a no DQ match. This is
0: the balik bayan
2: box. Yeah, yes. right. yeah. It was still heelish as you know it was still heelish. But this time around, it's like no, they're not. They're not even pretending he's a heel, it, which but Jamar, I guess, which Jamar. makes brother at least brother Jamar,
1: uh, I Mar. To people, our knowledge, I, yeah. So, so
2: it just... I was surprised he could see.
1: <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, that's another thing, man. Like now he sees. Is it, it because is it because of the, the uh, no? It's the blood of Moises. The blood of Moises. The gave eye him sight. That's, I just I, these are questions that I want to ask. Kamus, you know that
0: you can't see without light, so natamaan nishon na ng liwanag. Ano ba? Get with the program. There you go. Alright, So okay. So let's talk about John Sebastian. It out. Surprising I out. everyone with his uh, entry into MWF canon, mm-hmm. comes out there, challenges brother Jomar to a match, and then proceeds to wipe his ass all over
2: MCS. Yep. Jomar got a few punches in. Yeah, he he got a uh, quite a you know. It, it was a, it was a very acceptable effort for a guy who, prior to this, was just being beat up by other wrestlers because he blind. was just, and blind, and blind. So, um, first of all, that was a great surprise for everyone who was there. It was really something that you know. I, I know they kept their wraps ra- on it, and I thought he
1: flew out. <laughs> I thought he had flown out, man.
2: Yeah, that that was the that was what I heard. It's just that from my end, I heard certain things through the grapevine through certain sources of mine so it wasn't a surprise to me but i still marked out. i don't it's care still, it's, it's still i don't boring. care i wanted to see it the more i heard about it that i knew he was showing up the more i wanted to hear and i and he was worried i was going to spoil it uh, i mean to uh, whom? you know like cuz i'm holding the car i said like, oh my god oh my god you know i might say something like that i i never did cuz you know i, I hate spoilers <laughs> <laughs> so okay wh- what did you think about the match a showcase for John Sebastian and a coming out party for for brother Jomar in that brother Jomar wrestled pretty pretty competently and he was he was it established his character, which unfortunately meant that he had to you know he had to shift a bit because um, it was clear that it was going to be John Sebastian playing the heel here so what does it mean to you as a wrestling
0: fan who is not affiliated with any of the local promotions that you had Coach Gus Queens, Rex Lawin, and Frankie Thirteen showing up at Vendetta last month. And then this past Saturday, you had John Sebastian showing up and having a match in an MWF show.
2: I think the difference is with Coach Gus, with they kept calling it a collaboration. But based on what um, John Sebastian was saying, he's saying that I already own half of PWR. I want to own everything. In fact, that's what he was saying in in front of my camera when he was on his way up. Like, I'm taking everything for myself. So it's like a a claim of domination from him as an individual. And I I think that coming into 2016, if that's going to yield anything, any more cross-promotional... 2018, you mean? 2018. Wow, I'm I'm in a time flux.
1: It's okay, bro. It's okay. It's It's Christmas. So, you
2: know, coming into that, it stands to you know it makes me wonder mm. what's go- what what's next for that
0: no what about the meta narrative though or like you know looking at it from the meta standpoint Nah, uh w- what does that say about the local wrestling scene to you as a fan uh, you know um these promotions which in in I, I guess as recently as last year MWF didn't exist and now you have two promotions where their talents are crossing appearing over.
2: In- yeah they're crossing over then for me i guess it's uh it's a sign that uh the industry is alive and well because they're cooperating, you know, they're collaborating with each other, they're working with each other, and it has so far only
1: enhanced the product. Okay, I do want to ask though how far do you think we, this can go? Like, what, what, how far do you think this would go? Do you want to see a co branded show? Something to that degree, or just like this, that it, it's kept as separate entities, but there are a crossing of the screens. I, I, I think that
2: keeping them separate for as long as possible is the best way to go about it, because the last thing you want is a crossover show that falls flat. Mm. Uh, that's the thing, because, you know, um, there will always be comparisons, there will always be people saying, oh, you know, one is better over the other. Uh, let those discussions thrive. Without answering the questions for a long time.
1: Because we don't need to answer them time. So You don't
2: have to because there is so much room in the Philippine wrestling industry for one, two, even three promotions to grow on their own and just interact from here and there. There is no need for a super promotion at this point. In fact, you know, I think it is to the detriment of everyone if it became a super promotion. Yeah, so you don't want
0: any crisis on Earth X shit happening Nothing's
2: yet. yet. Like... Make it like when they have their own distinct audiences, then do that. Because right now, the audiences, you have the PWR audience, and then you have the MWF audience, which is 30% PWR personnel. So, you know, it's not... The, the, the tastes of the audience are not divergent enough yet for the clash of styles to be something even the casual fan would want to see.
0: All right. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts on uh, John Sebastian versus Brother Jomar?
2: I, I I think that the right man won, obviously. Okay. Because um he is uh two time two time champion, right? Two time champion, hot off the win from Vendetta. No, uh, only oh, he's is a two time champion. He's he's just uh, a former champion. One, yeah.
1: One one, one 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 against JDL. And that's it. That is it. That is, is it? it. That is oh, it. Okay, that's I thought it. he gained it once during Okay. No, no, my, no, my no, bad. You, no yeah
2: that is right that is right one time one time, yeah. so, one time champ. so he's a former champion and of course this is a debuting guy who was just a lackey prior sh- to the prior to the show a henchman a even. henchman <laughs> so I, I think it's uh it, it's it's a great showcase um you, you now have a debuting character who does look a bit like Moises Liwana so I really thought what, what, are they are really they really storyline really brothers because they kind of look alike
0: Alright. Okay. So after that, you have Fabio Makisi going up against Gig
1: Striker. Mm hmm. With the guest participation of. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead,
0: man. Uh, well. Wait, sorry, who who was the guest participant? No, really, you're gonna have to, like, refresh my memory, because yes. I was there, but, like, I am uh, grabbing at straws here. There,
1: there was, Didn't they come out in that segment? What are you the, talking about? Camus, re- just Rex fucking say Gus, it. Re- there, re- you could have re- fucking said it,
0: Kamus. Jeez. I mean, the show is over. Like, there's no point putting on spoiler
2: alerts and shit. Well, oh, 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 you know. Number five will amaze you. <laughs> is this what we're doing? We're doing clickbait
0: here. Right? <laughs> Kamus, come on. It's been five days since the fucking show. So Rex came out. Thank you. Because I totally forgot about this. Right? Rex and Gus came out. Okay. So what what are our what are our feelings about this match? Because um Honestly, this was the match that I didn't find particularly enjoyable. Like I can understand, I just didn't. Um, I, I I couldn't tell what it is. Like, I was trying to process it with uh, with with one of my friends who I was seated with. He he shall remain a name, and we were trying to figure out why we or why we couldn't enjoy the match. Like what was it? And I still can't put my finger on it without sounding too biased. So. If you have the same feelings, I'd like to know why. And if you have contrasting feelings, I'd like to know why as well.
2: I have contrasting feelings, but I also have reservations about that match. Okay. Because obviously for me, I, I will uh, happily admit that I have I, I have a bias for Gig Striker. Oh, I I have a very strong bias for Gig Striker. I I, I, I love, love the guy. I love his work. I, I love his character. First of all, his character is who he is in real life. That's exactly, you know... It's just you know the whole dial, dial to up eleven thing. Um, but the thing here is, for me, my my biggest problem was they don't seem to mesh with each other in the ring.
1: Yeah, the chemistry wasn't. It, it, it's there is a um, bit, but it's not. No,
2: as opposed to Rex versus Gigs, there, oh, there is was, chemistry there. there is, no, you know there. what?
1: Um,
0: I, I'm beginning to remember things now from the match. Okay, so I know for a fact that Gigs and Fabs in in real life they are they are friends. Mm-hmm. They're very good friends. You can see it in the pictures when they pulled the chikara DDT shit at the end. Yep. Right. So we know that that's established. But I I don't know why. But this is one of those rare occasions where two really good friends just didn't mesh well in the ring. Because normally you, they would, by the
2: Edge and Christians of the world, or yeah, the yeah, Kevin yeah. and Sammy's of the world, but not in this case. No, I, I don't think they meshed very well. First of all, um, Fabio's character can actually hurt the other guy in the ring. I mean, not physically, but hurt your credibility. Because, means that the trip, like, he'll oversell and, he oh, and he's and overselling an over
1: exaggerated oversell yeah
2: yeah it's like it's like Shawn Michaels Hulk Hogan SummerSlam kind of overselling level
1: it's killing the business level A- and, and it actually
2: hurts the other guy more than it makes you know makes you feel like Fabio is getting his come comeuppance so when stuff like that happens especially with the stunner stuff you know when he yeah, did it the is, double...
1: oh boy the double yeah. back, back spring. yeah
2: so stuff like that it really hurts the flow of the match and for me I don't know about their real life so all these pictures meant nothing to me Mm -mm. and and they
1: didn't build it up enough they didn't build it up enough for me to say oh they were really friends I have no idea because in DDT it worked like that that you knew there was a relationship there and then it comes together and then in New Japan when it was Goto versus Shibata last year uh, earlier this year I mean you knew that there was history and when they brought out photos like that You executed that. Yeah, for me here, it
2: did not work because I had no idea. I wasn't invested enough into Fabio specifically to know that they have that kind of a relationship. And
1: And, even in storyline, it doesn't exist.
2: Yeah. So for me, it's like this was something that I guess this it sounded nice in their heads when they were playing it out, but it didn't go well with execution because unless you read
1: uh, online... You would have no idea these two have a relationship whatsoever, and it, it boils down to context for it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the match itself didn't do, well, like you were saying, you were saying earlier about it. Now it didn't do do too much for you because of the selling, but at the end of the day, the context really doesn't help either, right? If you had exposition, maybe. Yeah, so. Uh, you know,
0: I actually found. Um, sorry, I, I was coming up with, with something to say about the match and and, and how. Oh, there, there, I remember now. Um, I noticed, like leading up to this point, almost every performer got some sort of reaction when they were to come out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Fabio Macisig was unique in the sense that when he came out, there wasn't really much of a reaction, and I don't know if it's because of the performer or it's because his character just isn't. Uh, catching on as well as they would have hoped. I don't know. What, what's your read on it? Because for me, it was it was jarring that his music was playing and people didn't seem to care.
2: I, I think some people are genuinely, genuinely avoiding interacting with him because he can be that much of an asshat in character. Mm. No, but the, uh, isn't like, that then... No, seriously. When he took my phone, I was really worried he would toss it. Oh and and I think he would have if he didn't see that it was an iPhone. Like if he saw it was a cheap phone, he would have tossed it. But it's a brand new iPhone.
0: But isn't that part of being a heel and trying to draw heat?
2: Yes and no. (laughs) But that's like the YOLO twins issue again where they accidentally spat on a member of the audience. There are things you're not supposed to do and even if Fabio has yet to actually do these things, he seems capable enough of doing these things to you that you just wanna steer clear of the guy. But again, isn't that the mark of a good heel? Now,
0: you don't want to piss him off because he's the Contrabida. You don't want to get on his bad side because he's the Contrabida.
2: But that doesn't reflect in the in-ring reaction. Like, you know, because if your reaction is to stay clear from the, of the guy and sit on your hands, then that looks like nobody cares. That's not a reaction you want. You want to be somewhere between, yes, he's a heel, but I can boo him without worrying that he might actually pick on me.
1: And phys- maybe even physically, apparently he would get out of the ring and mess with you just because. Because that? he really seems like, at least character-wise, for me,
2: he seems like the kind of guy who would do that, and that I would legitimately be scared for my phone when he took it. So, as an audience member, him having these tendencies doesn't sit well with you. It doesn't sit well with me because it hurts him to you know to any outside observer. Um, and at the same time it doesn't add anything to his character if he's that scary why why do i say that because nobody it's not 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 it's not like every any, anyone's anyone else other than me is going to admit i'm scared of that guy okay right it's like it's not like he looks like he can really beat you up so it's like i'm the only guy here right now willing to admit i'm terrified because when he took my phone i was literally thinking he, he would toss this right. is it is it like it's
1: there is fear but it's the wrong kind of fear it's
2: the, it's the wrong kind of fear it's almost like you know there's heat but it's X pac heat oh, so okay. so it's like um, this guy is scary you know it's like but for all the wrong reasons for all the wrong reasons and I, I guess that's a problem because from what I've heard the real life Fabio Makisig is nothing like that
1: Okay,
2: and that that hurts him
1: because instead of getting a really good heel reaction people just stay clear of him and don't want to give him the reactions that would make sense in a wrestling sense. Exactly. So
2: I, I think that's a problem that... I don't know how you're going to work on that, by the way. It's not like you're going to go behind the show and say, Hey, dude, I'm not going to hurt you. It's not It's not like that's going <laughs> to change <laughs> things, right? Yeah, you can't just go, hey, and, and keep winking at the audience. <laughs> right? So, right? Right, right. But for me, the spot of that match was um, when, uh, when Gig Striker set up the pedigree and called it Pagkain ng Aso. Yeah. I think that was... I, that, was think that was just so cheesy at work. Uh,
1: and, and that is gigs. I'm glad that, that you gigs. mentioned
0: the pedigree though because we was mentioned earlier... the second earlier. pedigree of the night.
2: Exactly. It was the second pedigree of the night. That got kicked out of.
1: Oh, that's true. Finisher kung finisher. I,
2: I was thinking that... My thinking was, I guess MWF doesn't want to protect the
0: pedigree. So what do you think about that? I mean, we know you're not a wrestler. We know you're not in the business. But as someone who's watched wrestling over the years and has come to know the pedigree as a, as a finisher uh, of, of Triple H, what does that say to you? Nah. They don't give a shit about the pedigree. Or like, hey, the pedigree can get kicked out of twice in the same
2: show by two different guys. As a WWE guy, because prior to any Philippine wrestling, the only thing I watch really is WWE. Okay. Okay, so it's like maybe like five months of WCW before they got bought. That means it was at <laughs> that's its that's worst. worst. Yeah. So... You know, having that it's like, well, in a way, sacrilege. Like, whoa!
1: Right?
2: It's like, wait, wait, wait! A minute. It's like because that is a finisher, and the, turning it into a DDT, like a mid-match DDT, kind of, you know, kind of takes away from takes the... away from it. Because yeah. if that
1: isn't impactful enough for you, which moves are? But how much more effort do they have to put out to end the match? Right? Yeah,
2: because which moves are really? Because you you look at, um, for example, the the we go back to the prior match. You had a rainmaker. You had a one wing ninja. You had all those things. What's enough to put down anyone here?
1: Spam, they're, they're science They're probably science All of them are science <laughs> With
2: senzu beans at the ready.
0: Yep. No, it's enough to put someone out here a gun. EJK. Right? <laughs>
1: Whoa! Oh! oh shit! we start political started. again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're, not we're not going there. We're dilawan, not going there. Dilawan. It's
0: Dilawan, because it's Dilao. Sorry. Not Dilawan, you, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Sorry. Right. anyway, uh, let's move on, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, that, that's our equivalent of the intermission. And then there was an intermission. Yeah, there was an intermission. Then afterwards, uh, uh, Mr. Lucha gave away shirts. And then it led to the Mr. Lucha promo, right? Ba? Am I remembering this right? No, 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 no. He, 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 he went
1: there was, back. There was the giveaway, and then he went back. But it was the Ragnarok t-shirt giveaway. Yeah, yeah, then what happened after? There
2: was one more match, which was... Um, uh, oh, yeah, the almost squash match between... Rex Lawin and
0: Ninja Ryujin see I'm yeah. really not reliable here <laughs> alright so Rex Lawin and Ninja Ryujin let's let's sort let's sort this out um, what do we think about this?
2: Ninja Ryujin has no business in the ring with Rex Lawin that's my feeling are you saying this
0: because do you think he sucks or do you think he's just enhancement talent compared I, to Rex I, I, Lawin? I
2: don't think he sucks but I don't think he's on a perceived level anywhere near Rex Lawin to have any business even trying to challenge him. So
0: where does Ninja in rank then?
2: Where is he on the card now? If he will. Yeah, that was the question. He, he, comes. He, he's essentially at the bottom of the totem pole as far as I'm concerned. Because um, it's not like any of his wins... W- his last win was against Ashura.
1: In her okay. debut?
2: In her debut. Yeah. That was his last win. After that, he challenges Rex Lawin at the end of the show and gets immediately gets no soul. Because... Rex Lawin instead wrestles against Robin Singh in the in the following show. So that goes to show how little Rex Lawin in character thinks of Ninja Ryujin. And now they finally have the match. And all I could see is that Ninja Ryujin is lucky that he was alive. And I, I mean this in a legit sense. Because there was one particular spot oh. where, um, where Rex Lawin just stepped on the guy's head outside the... You know, Dangerous! I said, "It's like," and then I heard the bones. So it's like, "Ouch! Ouch!" And, and the mask it, padding doesn't do anything. No, no, on no, MCS no, no floor. Sorry, no. And then there, you know, there there were people who were near the action who were chanting, "Please don't die." But were you entertained? <laughs> uh... I, I have very mixed feelings about Rex Laoin. That's my problem. A lot of people have turned to liking him. I'm still. Half on the boat, off the boat with him.
0: Sorry, I'm not mocking Rex Law in here. Like, the way I asked that previous question was, I was just trying to be like Ken Jong. but did you die? <laughs> <laughs> right? From the hangover. So, so really, were you entertained?
1: I, I
2: I, think I was entertained enough. Because, you know, clearly the right person won. <laughs> yep. Cleanly at that. Like, you know, it was almost a squash. Almost. It was almost a squash. Are so. there a squash soon. No, he, not, he not, got some got, offense in.
1: Ryujin got, I'd say, two or three spots worth of... And did he almost try for his finisher? Almost, I think he almost, almost tried he for his finisher. Look at you,
2: Kamas, actually taking notes. These. So, overall, I think it was just a bad idea to pit them against each other. And, and it
1: wasn't a chemistry problem. It Let's, wasn't a chemistry let, problem. Let's make that clear. It's a
2: perception problem. Again, this is me speaking as a mark. like. Why are these two wrestling? This guy has no business in the ring with the other.
0: So, uh, comparing it to a WWE setup, would you say it's kind of like having Randy Orton face Heath Slater on a random show,
2: or Randy Orton face you know no chin guy, James Ellsworth, James Ellsworth. yeah, yeah
0: Ellsworth. Okay, all right. So, uh, are, are we cool with Ninja versus uh, Rex Lawin?
1: Um, commentary. Do you want to even bring that up? Oh, is this the match with the commentary? No. See, I really yeah. not yes, remembering it was. anything. Yes, with. With with Fabio. Oh God! Uh, See, you forget that. You forget that that it started. Yeah, that's the only
2: place where it could have gone in it. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You guys are right. Now, first of all, props first. Props to Coach Gus because he has evolved this character in a way that it makes sense for him to flip flop between face and heel now. Wait, how? Why? He he did it three times during the promo. He did it multiple times, but now it makes sense because he just turned himself into evil Mm Willie Reveilliam, who does flip flop face heel. In this in his own show, okay, it suddenly makes so much sense now. This is his 2008 Willie Revillame. No, current Willie Revillame. Current Willie Revillame, Rebili- who's struggling for relevance. Ah,
1: oh, okay. I who I tries
2: to be nice, gives jackets, but then would ha- happily <laughs> happily, <laughs> happily slag his co-hosts Hosts. whenever. Yeah, yeah. So this is uh, Willie Revillame just tapering off the height of his powers now
0: no you know what Uh, speaking of Coach Gus I I talked to him after the show and I was commending his outfit because the the outfit was actually pretty solid modern
1: Santa on point
0: I, I love the maroon I love how he made it come together that way and I love the shoes as well uh, my only issue with Coach Gus as a character Is how for a guy who stands like 6'3", 6'4", He doesn't really maximize his stage presence No, he doesn't He comes out there and he hunches And I have the same problem I'm a 6' foot guy who also hunches Which really makes me look small When I'm compared to the PWR guys Majority of whom aren't as tall as me
1: You know, we were uh, exactly talking about that Before you came in
0: Right, so I was telling Coach Gus <laughs> the same thing I was like this is what I learned from when I would make the same mistakes. So I want to pass these on to you because you could do so much better by maximizing your presence out there and your physicality. Like You don't have to throw down to be able Just to establish yet. yourself as an imposing figure. But he shouldn't be running away like a little kid either. Right, right. I mean, Unless, no, 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 no. I, I think there is merit in seeing a big guy running like a little girl or like a little kid. Uh, you know, to not be sexist here. There is merit there if the idea is to establish a very cowardly character.
2: Yeah, but you're not. You're, you're running away from Robin saying, "I'm sorry." That 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 doesn't. No, no, no. Because Robin saying is anything but scary, and that's by the by the sign of his character. He's right. Not okay. That's that's also
0: a good point. Because. Uh, it, it depends on who you're you're uh, being pit against, yeah, right? Mr. Lucha, sure, run away. Because like I remember being in a segment with the Apocalypse. Mm. Now, the Apocalypse and I, uh, as human beings, I tower over him, right? But in the segment, he had a very sharp pair of scissors that were oversized, yeah. that could legitid- uh, legitimately stab you through the heart if mm. you know someone were if psychotic enough to do it. To do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So in the, in that segment that we were in together, I was. I'd like to think that I was logical in my choice to run the fuck out of the ring. Yeah, yeah. When he was coming at me with the scissors, but in I, I guess in a situation where you're six foot four, one ninety, two hundred pounds, I don't and there's Robinson coming at you, I don't
1: think he's two hundred pounds,
0: man. Camus, uh, this is um uh, a big bony guy. I would think he's at least two hundred pounds. He's six four, uh, you know, and Robinson is coming at you.
2: Maybe you could like shove him.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and, you know, and he'll probably, stiff do a, arm. Stiff arm. probably do a back row or something. <laughs> yeah,
2: stiff arm or just back away. But not run away. Right, right.
0: So, okay. Talk to me about the commentary and uh, whether or not it added
2: value to no, the match. No, it did not. Okay. My problem with it was very clear from the get-go. They had no idea. what It was clear that they ad-libbed the whole thing. That there was no planned segment to do commentary. And they just thought, hey, on the fly, let's do this. And then halfway through, they realized, this isn't working, let's drop it.
1: Okay, without, saying, without dropping the mic or moving No, they me. didn't
2: say, like, uh, okay, we're done. I don't, I
1: don't even remember. I, I heard that. that. But I the problem
2: it. again was, there was a lack of commitment. If you went through the whole match with bad commentary, I would have liked that better than realizing you were doing a bad job and then stopping and dropping what you were doing. Because here we are again with people who are pretending and they know they're pretending. Right,
0: right. This, this really goes back to the classic uh, statement that don't play a wrestler, be a wrestler.
2: And in this case, don't play a commentary guy, be a commentary guy. Even Sit. if it's bad. Even if it's bad. Seriously, even if it was bad. Because it really started off bad. I was expecting they were going to do what Mike Madrigal did when he did this review of uh, of uh, Vendetta, which yeah, is yeah. you know that that kind that you know he'll build up as in a pair of Bobby Heenan's essentially, right? Ganging up commentary wise on Ninja Ryuji, it didn't happen because I guess they you, and that's the point they didn't plan it, so they just thought they could wing it, but they realized they couldn't. All right, um, any other thoughts to unpack from from this match? Are we good? Well. Here, this, I think this is the part where they've established that, um, you know, uh, that, Miss, uh, that Fabio McKissick is not getting enough money from, uh, from Commissioner? Mike, Commissioner Mike Shannon. Which, in hindsight, you know, when you step back, it makes you think, wait, then he's a bad employer. But this also begs the question, isn't Gus Queens the CFO? So whose fault is that?
1: Mm. They're, they're those things it's like it, but these are things you look at post-fact yeah
0: no but I, I think the bigger question and I, I think this is actually borderline damning is we still don't know who has hierarchy over whom sino ba nakataas? is it Mike Shannon is it Gus Queens they still haven't established that
2: my my my, non, my no prize uh, you know the way I explain it to myself is that in reality Mike Shannon is higher up but the one holding the purse strings is Coach but, Gus, so he has to let him get away with some stuff.
0: I don't know. I I'd, I'd like to see that and plot that, point let, explained first before
2: I delve any further. Yeah,
1: that's a lot of connecting dots. But again,
2: that's me, you know, doing my
1: fan fiction. That's for myself. head cannon. That's yes, head my cannon. head cannon. Yeah,
0: but you know, it, um, at at some point we're gonna have to stop relying on headcanon and actually have the storytelling do the actual connecting of the dots, right? So. Uh you know, taking off of that, um I, I I don't know, um I'm actually done with with like with, with, with the match because like I'm I'm good. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm
1: good.
2: I'm good too. Yeah, I'm I good think too. The really... match I think the match just served its purpose and the purpose was to make Rex Lowin look dangerous. Alright. Okay. Dangerous We're good,
0: we're good. So let's move on to uh Mr. Lucha Ashura and Kyle Season. So oh, Kyle, po Kyle Po
1: season. Kyle Po season.
0: First off uh, this is the first time that, uh, I would have never thought I would hear Gucci gang at a wrestling event right <laughs> that's true that's true so like it's fuckboy Kyle Paul season if he was trying to go for the fuckboy look fuckboy vibe sure cool you know we've seen too many guys like that already uh, in real life it's about time that they made their way to Philippine wrestling that's cool but
2: um, <laughs> well, I saw Marlo Arizala walking into the ring that's who I saw oh, oh okay I don't think Marlu Arizala knows Lil Pump <laughs> I don't think he knows who Little Pump is. Yeah, but it's just the it's just the, cy- the cycling pants. Oh, the wearing. joggers. Because that's the that joggers. is that is what Barlu wears as foot uh, leg wear. So, uh,
0: so this started off with Mister Lucha cutting a promo. He was in a black barong and all that. And uh, I hinted at this earlier, but Mister Lucha is a heel now, isn't he? He comes off like such a smarmy, self-righteous. Yeah, self-righteous
2: heel. And this is not the first time that happened. Yep, you missed the part. You missed so, uh, something two shows ago where he came out, and then you had Was that? Balik Bayan? No, no, no. Balik Bayan was no. The one. This was Road to Fate. Road to Fate. When Ashura was his uh, was his surprise yep. enemy. Again. I don't even know what Road to
0: Fate is supposed to mean.
1: That
2: because uh, it was right. they drew okay. they drew lots. Right, so right. Road to Fate. Cool. So, anyways. As in one one that show that. Uh, uh, me being the continuity stickler that I am <laughs> in that show Mr. Lucha showed up and then Sonny Go slobbered all over him on the mic like I mean figuratively like he says because of his integrity he has chosen to still pick even though he was given the opportunity it's like wow Sonny went into business for himself again
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh god and uh, Technically, that was the last time. And, 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 and to be fair, this is the first time we're bringing up Sonny Go. Yeah. Tonight.
2: So, when that happened, it's like, wow, do you really have to sing the praises of a particular wrestler that way as the, as the ring announcer? announcer? So, and then Ashura comes in, and then he beats her after trying not to hurt her. You know, the fact that he was... And he, in that match alone, he was placed in a position where he had to be the heel because he had to beat the woman. And then after that, he, he takes her, he helps her up and says, you know, marami pang kulang nakakanasan. And then he turns to the audience and says, hindi yung ganun. Because <laughs> you had, you, you, had vocal, you had vocal people in the audience, you know, hinting at that. And it says he will mentor her. And now he's trying to do the same with Kyle Season." I don't, I don't know what he's trying to do, though. Like, No, because uh, he's, he's playing the established veteran role. The problem is... But he's only had five matches. Like, what the fuck? Not even five. That's the point. He didn't have a match here. So that makes four matches.
0: Okay. <laughs> so he's trying to... I, I'm sorry. I can't buy the character as an established veteran. That's the point. He's only been and, active in the scene for less than a year. And he's only had four matches. Yeah.
2: Me, I'm willing to buy it. But if I look at it close enough... No, he's not an established veteran. No, what's, what's even smarmier is the way that he uh, cut
0: that promo because it seemed like he was firing shots at the people in the first match, in, in the kickoff match. Like he was saying, uh, saying shit like uh, how, you know, people. You want us to look popular, right, right. one wing angel, you likes your chance to play acts.
1: Likes and shares. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, like, I don't get it. What uh, What is he trying to go for? First off, is he trying to be a face or a heel? Second, uh, is he, was he trying to do a work shoot on uh, the people in the opening match? Third, or was he
2: even referring to them? He, it might have just been pure chance. There's a chance that would have been the case.
0: Yeah, right? sure. Because you know, like, <laughs> we totally didn't see a fucking one-winged angel like two hours prior.
2: Right? <laughs> even then. Yeah.
0: So, so, and, and then third, uh, why, if, if he wants to train Ashura and and assuming these are young, impressionable wrestlers, why would they want to latch on to a very smarmy, self-righteous guy?
2: Well, he's the only other guy aside from Fabio who has a winning record. Do people even keep track of this? It, this is wrestling. I do, and, and this
1: is and this is five
2: shows in five you. shows mind in. You. So Fabio is five zero. He's four zero. But this is wrestling. I know, I know. Wins and losses don't matter. But you know, essentially, if you buy it, it it, it relies on a lot of ifs. If you buy that he is the mentor, his mentor material, then Ashura and Kyle Season are doing the right thing by. You know, whole, by aligning themselves with him. Yeah, s- but it's if, also
0: kind of stupid to like have them beat each other up in the process.
2: I I think it's more of yes, I guess, but at the same time, it's a, it's a way to prove Kyle Season's worth. The problem was they wrestled the wrong match. Right, right. Yeah, they yeah. wrestled a, gra- a ground based match which didn't really call for it yet. Did, not only did not call for it, the fact that they chose that knowing that there's a woman in the match meant that they, you know, they that either they overlooked it or they just want they just wanted to get the salacious remarks from the audience going. Go because seriously, that is a choice you have to make. Are we going to have a grapple-based match with involving a woman or are we just going to have, you know, strikes and the usual slams? They chose to go that route. And that specific choice meant that the, you know, the unsavory parts of the audience will come out in full force.
0: Right, so you know, I, I know you're just trying to say this as nicely as possible. Pero uh, sumadring sa sabe, there will be touching, at sure pre uh, there has to be oh, at some point. Yung mga maniac na comments, lalabas talaga yan. Yeah. Lalabas and lalabas and y- lalabas yan.
2: And they didn't need to do that match to establish my tendency, si uh, si Kylee Season to be like that. They didn't have to do that. No, what
0: even makes this worse is, is that it's a really bad look for Mr. Lucha the character because he looks like such an evil puppet
2: master. Now, yes. Go, fight against one another, and then come back and worship me. Right? <laughs> now he looks like such an asshole. So remember when I said I feel he's criminally misused? Here we go. <laughs> what do you mean? He's being misused. They're not using him to how he should be. He should be the face of the company. He should be the one main eventing. Instead, they're using him, they're throwing him in different angles and seeing what will stick for the meantime. When it's clear that he should be in the main event where there's less need for talking like that. Because the more he talks, the more he exposes himself as a guy who who believes he knows a lot already despite the fact that story-wise and canon-wise, he hasn't had that much experience in the first place. Wait, are you talking about Mr. Lucha the character or the human being? Mr. Lucha the character. Mr. Lucha the character believes he's a veteran, an established he's veteran. Taking,
1: he takes a and it shows. It and, shows. And, and the problem is,
2: if you keep him going in that direction, he will end up turning heel because he's coming off as sanctimonious.
0: No, the way I see it, and I think, I, I'm really sorry to say this, but this is more of an indictment on the performer himself because it doesn't seem like the performer knows the direction the character is supposed to go in. Like, I, I think he knows if he wants to be sure the established veteran, but like, are you supposed to be inspiring awe? Are you supposed to be inspiring uh,
1: resentment towards you? Inspiring fear, even? Join yeah. me and my dark side? Yeah, intimidation. Diba? With a black bottle. So, hindi ko,
0: hindi ko gets yung. Okay, uh, I, I, I get
2: where you're coming from. That's, that's I, see, I, is. Is. I see your side here.
0: Right, right. Nico gets kung alam niya
2: ko gusto yang Either way, I think it's because he's not given the right opportunity for me. It's okay. it's because if he were in the main event then that's a no brainer what he's supposed to do. Right, mm-hmm. right. Supposed to put on a show. But here he is being being given lengthy promo segments where he exposes him himself as an adequate talker at best. Alright, okay. okay. And right, that's right. that's pretty harsh coming from me because I am very you know I'm very forgiving with promos. But yes. when he started talking it's like this is a guy who is not in character who's lecturing. That's how I felt.
0: There, there. That's he, what he it hit is. It on the head, he wasn't in character, and he was lecturing. That's why I felt like my my during and, the show.
1: But
2: it, it felt off, it eh? because like, that's something I expect Fabio would do. Yes, and that makes him a heel. But this is not a heel. This is supposed to be the face of your company.
0: Yeah. So I I wasn't sure if there was some dissent that we had to like dig into us being chismoso and all.
1: If it was a work shoot or whatever. So uh, well, I think has, he was trying, he was he trying to be, I mean, Like
2: I wasn't the only one who was thinking it. I think it was more like he was trying to be profound, like he was but trying to. But it didn't a, come across as but profound. But that's the point. It didn't that's, come across as profound. That's across. the thing. He was trying to be profound that you know, being a wrestler, it's not just about looking good in front of the. And that's true. But then because it had to come from him, the guy with four different finishers, the guy you know who. Yeah, four different finishers. The guy who
0: looks like he's loaded with all the possible layers as a CAW in yeah. WWE 2K. Yeah, that
2: that kind of seems, at the very least, hypocritical coming from that character. Yeah. Yes.
0: Right, exactly. Alright, uh, I, I think we've, we've processed the entire match and the segment. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, 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 wait, I just have one point on Kyle Po Fuckboy Season. Mm-hmm. What was with the... You wrestle with the... The sweater. The sweater you take it off and then it's a jersey and then you he turn heel what, what, and then you he turn heel? Is that, is that the thing there? Is that the change in character? I I don't know. How do you read that?
0: No, that was him paying homage to Gus Queens.
1: <laughs> I, I don't actually don't know.
2: don't know. I actually don't know because the, the problem with Kyle season is like from the choice of uh, entrance music alone, it seemed like this whole thing got to his head. That's what I, the vibe was okay. getting. Okay. Got to his head. So it's like oh he's gonna turn heel that's what I was thinking and the next thing I knew he's humbled and he is now on board with the program yeah but he's still
1: trying to cop a feel on Ashura. true he's still trying he's still trying he's still trying he's, he's still trying he shouldn't succeed unless it's consensual we're just putting it out there alright
0: okay. uh, calm, calm your tits alright last match uh, the that's main consensual. event it was Ho Ho Lun um. versus Robin Insane. so every pretty much every match went rather long and this is probably the shortest match yeah. save for the squash match from earlier in the in the afternoon now uh, before this we have to mention that there was a 10 to 15 minute intermission before the main event so I, I really found that odd. that was off do, awesome. do you know why they had to do that because I, I was really wondering why I was trying to
2: ask happened. but there, there were no answers to be had this is another cool down eh? yeah I, 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 I think it, it, it's another technical issue and I think at some point even I have to stop forgiving the technical issues because I've been forgiving that for so long, since day one. Because the thing is, I mean, I saw their growing pains. I saw PWR's growing pains. I saw the technical difficulties during PWR's run. But I do not recall that the mic was still giving them that much trouble. That late into the show. That even for PWR during the tail end of its its MCS run. So I, I was be, I'm was, i beginning to go to the point where I can't forgive the technicals anymore. Because when I grade them in my head, I overlook the technicals, like uh, technical delays and no, nah, they don't count. I'll only count what happens in the ring. But I'm beginning to, I'm getting to a point where something has to give. Because if that keeps happening, then that is a mark on your production quality and that is still part of the show. And it takes away from the show? And it takes away from the experience. Imagine you're waiting for the main event and then suddenly you have to sit still for another 15 minutes before anything else happens.
0: That really frustrated me, honestly, as a viewer. Because I was ready to see Ho Ho Lun. I was ready for the main event and instead I was given an excuse to go out and go jersey shopping. And like, I had shit to do that day, on Saturday. Mm -hmm. I had shit to do after the show and I couldn't just lollygag around MCS. So... I, for one, would have appreciated it if it uh, the second half of the show just went pack, 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 pack. Instead, that big lull really took out a lot of time that I could have uh, spent in traffic to get to wherever I was supposed to be after the show. So you know, just just my two cents on that uh, ten to fifteen minute intermission, which you know was was pretty unnecessary. So uh, that aside, or having said that, um, we go to the main event, and I'd like to think that Ho Ho was. Uh, he he was a convincing heel, like he was a compelling heel in the sense that like, is this he
1: is...
2: normally a heel in his
0: uh, uh, other he work? He
1: has done heel work.
0: No, he turned heel when he came back to Hong Kong from WWE. Okay. So like the story, yes, it yeah. got to his head. So uh, if you you saw him at MCS, but he was wearing WWE gear. Okay. So maybe that's like you know a subtle way of saying you know like fuck y'all, I came from WWE. Okay. Okay. Right. So so what did you think of Ho Ho being there? Uh, Ho Ho seeing everything um, and, and Ho Ho's match uh, after that we have to talk about TNT because I just remember yeah yeah I TNT remember right TNT, right TNT. yeah let's
1: get through Ho Ho yeah uh, let's get through Hoho first
0: so we can wrap through. it up with, with the, the TNT I,
1: I had no
2: idea what to expect first of all because again I did not watch CWC I did not man you missed out do you yeah. want
1: to watch CWC? <laughs> at
2: some point I will because once I'm in the States I will definitely subscribe to the network
1: alright alright yeah. alright
2: not that network, the WWE network. <laughs> I <don't> know. <laughs> Not that there's anything Wrong with Not anything that, wrong that with particular that network. network. All right, so, all right. Anyways, anyways Um Yeah, uh, I had no idea what to expect, and you know, again, this is my girlfriend's opinion. Okay. This was the uh, Ho Ho Lun was the best wrestler she's seen in a Philippine ring. Whoa, that's high praise. That's high praise. because she is prior to that she was a big uh, Billy Suede fan. Oh wow, and coincidentally the two are facing they're, off they're facing off yeah so I, that's very high praise for me I couldn't say the same because after all those 20 minute matches we get something that was probably shorter than 10 minutes yeah and I heard that it took them only 5 minutes to rehearse that match which is kudos to them that was a great match but I guess for a main event people were expecting just a little more maybe
1: 5 to 10 minutes more yeah, actually I was gonna say na when it, when it ended when it ended it felt right it would have ended but it wasn't main event especially considering how long everything else was not, not just everything else but how long MWF's main events go
2: yeah because for me it's like yeah I get that that was three straight finishers and he kicked out of two of them but it could have they could have done a lot more in between that okay so uh, let, let's
0: zoom out a bit and I want to get your thoughts on people like Ho Ho Lun and TNT. So, mm-hmm. TNT uh, is, it, uh, is an Australian wrestler who came into MWF and he's set to have a match against Rex Lawin at the next show okay. for the AWF Dual Championship. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I could be wrong with the phrasing of the title, but say it's a title match. Yes, the yes. championship belt wasn't there, so we couldn't see the title. Uh, but, you know, you have these two international talents. You have the first mountain from Game of Thrones, he also made an appearance.
1: Yeah, that big dude. Yep, uh, uh,
0: Conan Stevens, I think was his name okay. Something like that right? So you have these international talents And this is their first exposure to Philippine wrestling MWF So I want to get your thoughts on like, uh, What does that mean? What does that mean for people like them? What does that mean for us as viewers? For the scene? The gravity and impact of these people Coming into contact with local wrestling Through a show like MWF Nochebuena
2: Well, I, I guess Um it's for me. It's a it's a shame because there was so much wasted potential in Chebuena, and this is considering that Doche Buena by in my book, after five shows was their best show, hands down, out of all five. Even considering all the glitches. Even the considering all the glitches, I guess we it's it's easier for us to. You know, see the negatives at this point because we've seen or we've seen habits develop already.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm just glad that this time around the referees were on point. Thank God, both okay, of them, both, both this time, both, both. because prior to that, one and of that
1: Shannon didn't have the ref.
2: Yeah, so that one I just have to praise both referees this time because uh, I've always been particular about that. So um, I think that the fact that their first exposure was to MWF and the fact that there were some weird creative and technical issues that cropped up from that show um, could give them the idea that there's still a lot of room to grow, which is a good, you know, it's a good way to set expectations for with what is really a budding industry in the country. But at the same time, uh, they, you know, you, ideally you shouldn't have to expose them to those growing pains anymore. So do you
0: think that it was in MWF's best interests to get them in this early into the game, or do you think that it was too early and they should have waited a bit until the international talents could have been involved?
2: I think it's uh, it's a good idea they did they, they did it, they did it be- simply because I'm sure these guys are willing mm. to forgive those issues. You know, I'm sure they've wrestled in you know armories before that were probably worse than MCS.
1: And there are venues worse than MCS out there for those of
2: you who haven't seen. So, you know, I'm sure they're willing to cut them a lot of slack for that and knowing Mike Shannon, he knows how to um, set expectations for people coming in. So right. I, I think that that it works in their favor. It's just that now it's up to them to, you know, raise their game even more. Because they, you know, they came out with Guns a Blazing as far as what their capabilities are this is this is their kitchen sink show where they threw everything and the kitchen sink at us so um, 2018 we're looking forward to see what they can bring to up their game from there
0: alright so I want you to wrap everything uh, about Nochebuena. if you could like summarize everything that you can give as feedback uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, that, that sign you heard was Cams taking a leak just came back yep. fucking professional uh, yeah so, <laughs> so how, how do you sum up
2: Noche Buena and can you give uh, a grade just okay. to end it Noche Buena was MWS best show so far uh, I, I feel that it could have been so much better though and I feel that I'm at the point where I'm no longer willing to overlook the technical issues that they've had all year long Because if you've had it for four shows already. That's a pattern. By the fifth show, either you have to look into overhauling that system altogether or just giving up on it. So, um, I feel that there are still a lot of characters who are being misused. um, Mr. Lucha primarily. um, Frankie 13 being the other. Uh, There are a lot of loose ends that they don't tie up. You know, it's like an episode of Lost where you have more questions than answers every episode, including all the way to the ending Mm -hmm. of the show. (laughs) So, um, I mean, it's not like we're expecting you to spoon-feed the audience. It's not like we're that stupid. But we're also hoping that you don't get us lost uh, in in the shuffle. Because um, the reason my dad enjoyed the show a lot was it felt like nothing was at stake. And that's a backhanded compliment coming from my dad because if what he, essentially what he's saying is that it, it's disposable for him. Because uh, so he says he liked the show much better than Vendetta because it felt like nothing was at stake, everything was light and happy. And that actually is a bad mark for any fan who wants to get invested in a company. So for MWF, the challenge is... Your your in ring product is really coming on. You it's know, coming into it's, it's own. coming into its own, and it's headed in the right direction. But anything that involves a microphone
1: goes to makes, shit. Still, still needs in,
2: a lot of work. So um, for me, I I kudos to all the guys there. I can't do what you guys do. Please don't tell me to be a doer. I can't. But
1: and you have no time at this point.
2: Yeah, but but you know you guys can improve because I've seen I've seen your potential uh, and it's really just at this point you have to demand more of yourselves alright there you go um, first off again uh, Kel
0: on behalf of Ro and camus and everyone listening to the podcast thank you again for taking time out to review MWF and uh, is your holiday season busy? like do you actually have gigs for the for this holiday season given that you're about to relocate? Yeah, I, I
2: still have a few private, uh, you know, uh, private private, stuff. private shows, that I have been booked for. Uh, so but I'm still taking them anyway, you know, as a magician or a host, that's what I do. So if you want something as intimate as a family dinner where you have a guy reading minds or telling you about your future, not, you know, a fortune teller future, but psychological future. You know, because that's my basis for reading mind psychology. <laughs> all right, all right. And uh, um, are are we still going to see you in the local wrestling scene in January? Maybe, maybe not. Because I know that I'll still be in town until Jan or Feb because our 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 departure got delayed. You know, paper stuff because we wanted to make sure that when we go there, we immediately have work. Right. Mm, right. So we're working on that. So that will take a while, but you know. Um, I'm not so sure if I can make it to Kingdom Come given that if we it's are there at Feb, that means we're super busy already around that time. Alright, so okay. well the best of luck to you and I hope that you don't run into the wall. <laughs> yep. <All right. laughs> so I, I guess for MWF guys, you g- had a great show um, letter grade wise. Fine, let's take off the technicals because no, no, no. It, no let's off no, no, the no, technicals. No, okay, because no, no. if I took off the technicals, let's qualify this. If okay. I took off the technicals, I'm giving them a B plus as far as I'm concerned. Um, because Hojoon's match could have been match of the night or even match of the year candidate if it just went five to ten minutes longer. It was that good. It was. Well, it was really that good, and the opener was pretty fun as well. But if you have to consider the technicals, that's a full letter grade lower, which means that um, it would be a letter grade. That's C plus. Okay, that which will be is, a C plus, which is above average. But but the tech, the fact that you're still worrying about technicals at this point when it should be just the small stuff, that has to be yeah. addressed sooner than later. Alright. Uh, there you have it. That's your
0: M W F Noche Buena Review, courtesy of Kel Fabby. Kel, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast through uh, basically the last quarter of 2017 Thank and you. You know, we wish we'd done this much much sooner with you so but, much sooner you know I, it's, it's great that we at least have these three episodes in the bank so thanks again Kel from everyone on the podcast and from all of our listeners and the best in your future endeavors to you and your, uh, your, your girlfriend
2: Alright, thank you very
0: much. Thanks again to Kel Abbey for coming over and joining us for that review of MWF Noche Buena and congratulations to our friends from MWF for putting on their fifth show in 2017. Uh, for, for starters, that's something PWR couldn't say. Yep. Uh, we, we, in in year one, what? butal butale. Yeah, butal-butal eh. So it like, was, it was like...
1: Yeah, it was like every other every other month and then... Eh, no, first quarterly even, Yeah, right? top of, uh they went on a run, uh, bam, 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 show, show, show. So, you yeah. know... Um, and they got Ho, Ho, Lun and TNT. Right. that's so, Those are things that are very commendable in
0: their own right. So props to MWF for making that happen. And we look forward to seeing more of what they'll bring to the table in 2018. Now, right. before we give you our picks of the week, really quickly, we have to talk about New Japan... Specifically, Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega. So, okay, I'm not as updated with New Japan as I'd like to be, unlike you and unlike Ro. But I am really keeping tabs on Jericho Omega just because of how... um, how... Balls out
1: insane this is going to be?
0: No, what's interesting about the build-up to this feud is it's very traditional.
1: Yes. When I say traditional, it's... Traditional WWE?
0: No, not even WWE. It's very territorial. Ah, The way that Jericho will just show up in the territory at random... And then um, he'll attack Kenny Omega in a press conference,
1: right? it, No, it started. It started out as the post match of their match in World Tag League finale yes, in yes. Fukuoka, right? So, and then there was a press con. And the there was a day. press con the next day where Jericho and the man is the one who's talking, right? Right, and then he gets
0: jumped. The, the thing about this is it's it it's very reminiscent of the territorial era, and that's yep. something that Kenny Omega himself. Admits. Yeah. So he uh, there's an article on Rolling Stone right now where Kenny Omega was featured, hot and thick, he, he starts talking about how he and Jericho envisioned it to be uh, not necessarily groundbreaking, balls to the wall. It'll blow your mind. But it they just is wanted to do something. They just wanted to do something different. or okay, there's the WWE legend who comes in, and it turns out to be something more and they didn't expect Kenny Omega to be the
1: babyface yeah. and yet he's building all this sympathy towards himself no, the but, but the thing is Kenny Omega has babyface tendencies even within the Bullet Club and these are it's it's subtle it's subtle and I know as as much product of NJPW as I watch you still sort of feel babyfacey for Kenny Omega uh, even when the people around him are just absolute dickbags well, g- well
0: good for him because
1: I've always seen Kenny as the heel here.
0: Even, uh,
1: in, in, in this scenario. No, I mean, um, in, in the
0: very few matches of Kenny Omega I've seen in New Japan. So like, the yeah. feud, he was clearly the heel clearly, there. Clearly. Right? The Okada feud, uh, Okada was clearly the baby face, so that would make Kenny the heel. Mm.
1: Yes, yes, yes. R- right? Yes. So, with with the
0: Chris Jericho feud, I thought Jericho would be the, the babyface because he's a conquering returning hero from WWE. 51st tour of Japan. Yeah, like coming home to Japan after over two decades of uh, not having been there. Uh-oh. So, I don't know. Um, I'm I, I, I'm pretty surprised that they were able to pull it off such that Jericho is the heel unmistakably, unquestionably. Not, and uh-oh. Omega is the
1: one who... People are rooting for. Well, the thing is, Kenny Kenny is not traditional heel in Japan. That he still gets reactions and facey reactions. Yeah, which is which he established. And yeah, I, I... And, and it's 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 odd. It's odd. He, you know how Naito gets the, the fans to cheer him; that they force the face turn. Similar yeah. situation with Kenny. Those two guys are in that tier where you love them so much, even no matter what they do, you respect that and. That's what makes this not feel unnatural at the end of the day. So you have this really
0: hot feud right now, which is pretty much the co-main event now for Wrestle Kingdom I, I, I'm
1: pretty sure this is co-main eventing. The IC title match is getting bumped down. Right. That's, so, that, that just has to happen at this point because Jay White and... Oh, God. Tanahashi. 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 I'm just, I am drew a blank because it's late. <laughs> um, it, it's not as compelling right now.
0: Yeah, so if if you're still not uh, buying into the hype, at least for this match, we suggest you do try to get invested in all the content that they're rolling out, um, even on social media. So it's great. You still have three weeks, even if you're not into, say, uh, Tanahashi versus Jay White or whoever is competing a, for the juniors. No, it's, or, a, it's
1: a fatal four way for the juniors. It's right, right. Interesting, it's, it, uh, and I'm and I'm looking forward to that clusterfuck.
0: Right. So. Despite all of that, even if you're not into Okada Naito, that's that's that's
1: that's in stone now. Even if
0: you're not into that, uh, Jericho Omega is something worth looking forward to. Right now, let's end the podcast uh, because we've we're. Almost, we're way past 1 hour 30 here <laughs> Let's end the podcast With our picks of the week I'll go first Cause you uh, That was
1: my pick of the week Already picked yours Those two things Those two things Were my pick of the week What two things The Jericho The Jericho assault And the subsequent retaliation On Kenny Omega Those two things Back to back Made my week Alright So good My pick of the week Cause I haven't seen
0: Adam Cole Versus Aleister Black yet uh, my pick is Roman Reigns versus Cesaro. And I don't pick Roman Reigns matches a whole lot because fuck Roman Reigns. But yep. that match with Cesaro was grade A, so good. And I, I love the psychology and how Cesaro was going after the right arm over and over again and how Roman was just selling that
1: right arm. Like This is probably Roman's best match in a long time as a solo guy. Uh,
0: I wouldn't say in a long time, but yeah, in recent on, memory, on but guess. It,
1: on, the, on that caliber, and Cesaro can get that out of guys, and...
0: Yeah, DeBash but Sheamus, he is Cesaro.
1: Yeah, and how long is Sheamus out for? I'm not sure. DeBash, but he's out for a while. No, he's not
0: out. He no, wrestled in, on Raw.
1: Did he wrestle on Raw? But I didn't... He wrestled injured? Dean.
0: Oh. What's wrong with you, Camus? Actually, no, I, I shouldn't be asking you that. There is clearly something wrong with you. Many things wrong with you. Uh, so, so, yeah, uh... Sheamus isn't out He's not injured I The only Nitpick I have With yeah. that match Is the finish Because they gave Roman The super Cena finish again When he came back Did the spear Bam one, it. two, three, That's it So that pissed me off But aside from that uh, That aside The match was great Loved Four it stars. If not the ending I, I, I can live with Seeing the match And then just Getting out to pee During the finish Okay now Right now, uh, time for us to end the podcast. We'll catch you again this weekend because there is a bonus episode of the podcast this weekend coming. We managed to get an interview with Ho Ho Lun, so that's coming up. Uh, it's, it's, it's just me and him because we have to call him call him up all the way in Hong Kong. So once his schedule frees up, then we'll have the episode up. So at the latest, it should be downloadable by Sunday. Yeah. Right. So on making behalf up for last week, yeah, making up for last week's missing episode. So, on behalf of our reviewer, Cal Fabi, of Romoran, who is indisposed because he's adulting, and of Camus, uh, who clearly is all over the place mentally and physically right now, my name is Dan and we are out of here. And remember, to be humble, sit down. Glorious! No, I won't give
2: in. I won't give in till I'm